0: So Father, we thank you for what is already done. We thank you for what we already have. We thank you, God, for what is already ours. And we ask, Lord, manifest it in the earth, in the name of Jesus. Manifest signs, manifest wonders, manifest miracles. Manifest breakthrough, Father. Manifest financial increase. Manifest healing in our bodies, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Manifest academic success, in the name of Jesus manifested oh god we thank you for it father we thank you jesus thank you jesus we pray father that you would pour out your spirit in this place we pray that you would have your way lord god we pray that you would speak to us in these next few moments we thank you god for your word you said the entrance of your word gives light so father in these next few moments illuminate our minds open up our hearts our ears to understand to hear what you have to say to us oh god we pray that you would have your way in Jesus' name. Everyone say amen. Amen. Can we clap our hands and celebrate God again together? Amen. Listen, I want to take an opportunity to celebrate uh, your leader in this house, your set woman of God. Uh, would you please give it up for Pastor Deborah Crow one more time? definitely thank God for your youth pastor, one who watches you a little bit closer, uh, Pastor Amel Washington. Come on, let's give it up for him. So grateful, so grateful for the opportunity just to, to fellowship and to share with you guys. I certainly bring love and greetings uh, from Jamaica, Queens, um, from the Greater Allen Cathedral, Reverend's Doctors Flo and Elaine Flake. I'm so glad um, that I'm able to share with you guys tonight. Um, and to the youth and young adults of Fresh Fire. Make some noise, y'all. Happy sixth birthday. Happy sixth birthday. I'm so excited for what God um, has done and definitely for what God will do. My prayer for you is as you go into your seventh year, that God will begin to complete things for you, that God will begin to seal and accomplish things that you've been praying for things that you've been waiting before the Lord for, I prophesied to you that God would end cycles in your lives, that this would be the year that medication stops, that this would be the year that you stop going back to the same things, struggling in the same things over and over again. But God will complete and perfect his work in this ministry. In Jesus' name, I pray that that is so. For you guys, listen. I won't be before you long. Would you just jump with me, really quickly, into Second Kings chapter seven? Want to read a couple of verses out of there? Share what I believe God wants to say, and then we'll see what happens after that. Second Kings chapter seven. While you guys are finding that, want to shout out family in the room. Um, and someone who is probably more family to you than to me, Pastor Jarrell. Good to see you, man. And I know I saw Stanley Brown earlier. Thank God for him. Good to see familiar faces in the room. 2 Kings chapter 7, starting at verse 3. If you got it, shout, I've got it. If you need more time, shout, hold on a second. All right second Kings chapter seven starting at verse three it reads like this now there were four men with leprosy sitting at the entrance of the city gate why should we sit here waiting to die they asked each other we will starve if we stay here but with the famine in the city we will starve if we go back there so we might as well go out and surrender to the Aramean army if they let us live so much the better but if they kill us we would have died anyway So at twilight, they set out for the camp of the Arameans. But when they came to the edge of the camp, no one was there. For the Lord had caused the Aramean army to hear the clatter of speeding chariots and the galloping of horses and the sounds of a great army approaching. The king of Israel has hired the Hittites and Egyptians to attack us. They cried to one another, so they panicked and ran into the night, abandoning their tents horses, donkeys, and everything else as they fled for their lives. When the men with leprosy arrived at the edge of the camp, they went into one tent after another, eating and drinking wine, and they carried off silver and gold and clothing and hid it. God's word is blessed. Before you guys have your seats, would you look at your neighbor to your left and or your right? Repeat after me. Say, neighbor. It's time to level up. Look at the person on the other side before you have your seat, tell them it's time to level up. So I often like to give uh, a little bit of intro to myself, um, especially as I get into the Word. Um, I, I have to, to make a confession tonight that, um, that sometimes I, I like to speed when I'm driving. I don't know if there's anyone else in the room who will be honest in church with me don't leave me out here by myself right that, that okay okay that's 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 me I um and so uh, you can imagine being where I'm from I know that I'm in a different territory but out in Queens right we uh tend tend to have a little difficulty getting around a little bit because since we're so close to Long Island right so so a lot of times uh my kids out in Queens are a little bit more bougie Right. And they like to be driven home rather than to take the bus. Right. So whenever we leave and, you know, stuff like that, they always try to get in the car and take uh, to get a ride home. So, nevertheless, the point um, I remember one time taking a couple of kids home. Right. And uh, I pulled up to a light and there was a driver that came up next to me. Right. Now, I want you to I want you to keep in mind, this is a this is a one lane street okay, there was really no space for him to come beside me, right, and I told you I have some, some, some reckless tendencies sometimes behind the wheel, and so there was a moment where I was like, is this person going to try me for real, right, you know, um, but, but at the same time, I'm saying to myself, but I got kids in the car with me, right, so I'm, so I'm, I'm kind of conflicted because I'm trying to be a nice youth pastor, but at the same time, I'm like, you are not about to get in front of me when this light turns green, right, Um, So nevertheless, I I remember I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to behave, decide, you know, if they want to want to go. I just want to set a nice example for, for young kids who are trying to follow Christ. Right. And so so then before the light turns green, one of the kids leans over and is like, Eddie, you about to let them do that to you? And so there was this moment where I was like, I was trying to be good, but now they kind of put me in an awkward, an awkward situation, right? I won't tell you what happened when the light turned green, but, but nevertheless, I, I wanted to share this story because I think that, that there are moments in life, right, where we are, we are pushed to flex, Right. There are moments in life where we are we are pushed to kind of show, you know, what we have up our sleeves. Right. But then the reality is, is that is that sometimes whenever it comes to to who we are, the greatest representation is not always in what we force ourselves to do, but it's in just living and being who we were created to be. Right. In in, in other words, what I'm trying to say is, is that there, there are moments in our lives where I think the enemy tries to push us to points where he gets us to prove ourselves. And the reason why he wants us to prove ourselves is because he's trying to convince us that we don't really accept and believe who we really are. This is one of the greatest Tools I believe that the enemy uses against us in our lives. And and I don't think it's just a generational thing, but I but but I would say this for the sake of, of some in the room who may feel like the greatest threat to our generation is on Instagram or, or, or it's on the internet or something, right, that 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 they're seeing on a screen. I want to suggest tonight that the greatest threat to to our generation, to to people in the body of Christ and even people at large is ignorance. This is why the Bible says my people perish, not because they spend too much time on social media, but it says my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Right. The enemy is trying to hide us from us. And if he is successful at hiding us from ourselves, he will be able to subvert our destiny and our future because we won't realize that what God has for us is already ours this is what i believe what i believe happens in this story when we get to second kings chapter 7 right when we start off in this particular passage we're introduced to four lepers who are sitting outside of the gates of the city. Now, this, at a glance, doesn't seem to be anything out of the ordinary, right? But, but when you understand what's happening in the story and what's going on, it kind of makes a little more sense to us, right? This is a moment where Israel has been surrounded by their enemies. They have come because they want to take over the city. They want to wipe them out. And so they've decided to starve them out of the city that they were in. So what Israel does is that they lock down the city so that nothing can go out, but definitely so that nothing can come in. The Bible says that a famine breaks out now at this point where they have no food. They're limited in their supplies. Right. Prices have been have been driven up. Right. And, and here they are in this moment. Right. Where, where where these four lepers are now outside of the city walls? This is this is, I think, one of the greatest acts. And I'm about to make up a word of savagery that we see in the story. Because it would be, in my opinion, it would be nice to kind of allow them to sit inside the city wall after all Israel is being threatened by their enemies. But they decide to be to be so reckless with these people that they have to stay outside of the city wall. Here they are sitting, starving and potentially dying. I want you to notice this, that that, that while they are in this place, I begin to look and and wonder. it, It would have been better for them to be inside, but then I realized that if they had been inside, they would not have been able to experience and see the blessing that God had waiting for Israel in the enemy's camp, right? And I want to pause for a moment to suggest and ask this question. What if our advantage has been disguised as our disadvantage, What if the thing that God actually wants to use to bless you and to prosper you has been hiding in your life as something for you to look over? Lord Jesus, have mercy. In other words, what if God has allowed you the right type of problem? That maybe you didn't want to grow up in the neighborhood you grew up in. Maybe you didn't want to be a part of the family you ended up being a part of. Lord have mercy. Maybe you didn't want to have a disability or a speech impediment or have to go through what you went through. But what if God was actually providing a setup in your life with the thing you have called your disadvantage? What if God has set you up in a way, even with the things that you may not prefer? Lord, have mercy. Maybe that's why, maybe that's why Paul says, and we know that in all things God works together, works things together for the good of them who love him and are called according to his purpose. Maybe that's why Job said, though he slay me, Yet will I, yet will I trust them? I'm trying to see if there's anyone in the room who could take a moment, just take 20 seconds, to give God praise for the disadvantages in your life, for the things that you thought would never work, for the things that you thought would never go your way. Come on, somebody. I want you to take a moment and shift your focus in your life to say, God, I thank you. God, I praise you. Give them a wave offering. Give them a sanctified Millie Rock or something. But say, God, I thank you for what I thought was a Disadvantage, but I thank you that you're going to use it and work it together for my good. They're sitting in a moment outside of the gate. and Here's the real issue with this particular advantage and this perspective is that sometimes we don't even realize how we allow other people to teach us to sleep on ourselves. How much we have given people room to speak into our lives prematurely and negatively. Lord have mercy. And and then we find ourselves in moments where we disqualify ourselves and then we use doctrine and scripture incorrectly. And we say, you know, well, God calls those who are not necessarily qualified, but then he qualifies them after he calls them. Right. Or or, or, or or we say, right, 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 that 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 perhaps perhaps God is going to going to give me what I need uh, as I begin to continue to move forward. But here's what I want. I want to take a moment right to to, to challenge your theology. Right. What if God has, in fact, qualified you? But it's just not your preference. What if he, in fact, has qualified you, but it's not according to the standard that you think is necessary to operate that position? See, see, when God wanted to call people, I want you to kind of qualify it through Scripture, right? He called a stuttering Moses. He called a weak Gideon. He called a shepherd to lead his people in Israel. When he wanted to write the New Testament scripture for the early church, he picked a murderer. What I'm trying to say is perhaps the thing that you think does not qualify you for where you are and for where God wants you to be, Lord have mercy, is the exact thing that he has allowed to be in your life for that purpose. God have mercy. What if he wanted you without the degree? What if he wanted you with no money? What if he wanted you at a disadvantage? What if he wanted you in a place where you had no influence because he said that's who I need in that type of place in that type of position Lord have mercy look at someone tell them, stop sleeping on yourself stop sleeping on yourself you are in the right place at the right time for God to use you right where you are I'm gonna say that again you are in the right place at the right time for God to use you right where you are one more time for the Holy Ghost you are in the right place At the right time for God to use you right where you are. Look at someone again. Tell them, stop sleeping on yourself. Stop sleeping on yourself. So here they are outside of the city gate. And they start having conversation amongst themselves. Right? They're sitting there. Number one says, yo, bro, I'm hungry. Like for real. Are we going to really just sit here? I mean, we know where there's food. It's with the enemy. They got food. They got all kinds of things that have not been coming into the city. They don't want us back here. So do we really stay here? Right? They have conversation amongst themselves. Do Do we just sit here and die? Listen, listen, let's do this. Let's go to the Arameans. Let's ask them for food. The worst that can happen is that they say no and maybe kill us. But here's the deal. If we sit here We're going to die anyway. So at least we would die trying then then, then to die in a place where we did not even make the attempt to move forward. I want to pause again for a moment to challenge some of us in this room that some of us have settled to end in places where we were never ordained to stay. That we have paused in areas of our lives and we have become distracted in moments and become comfortable in places that God never intended for us to be comfortable. Lord Jesus have mercy where we we have been stuck in jobs, stuck in relationships, stuck in certain positions because we thought that it was it was nice for a moment. Right. It was it was a nice place to be right at a certain time. But 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 I want to suggest and challenge some of us in this room that God did not call us to stay in this place. I'm talking to some people, some young people who don't like math, who would say, if I can just get a C, then I'd be all right. But perhaps God has not called you to stay at that level of academic uh, unsuccess, but rather he wants to call you to move beyond the place where you have grown, where you have grown comfortable, right? What I'm challenging those of us in the room to hear is this. Don't stay where you are and die. Don't stay in a place that God never intended for you to stay. Don't stay stuck cycling through things that God wants you to move through and move out of. Lord, have mercy. Look at someone say, don't get stuck. Don't get stuck. So, so here's what happens. They decided, they, 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 they said, we're going to get up. We're going to go to the Aramean camp. We're going to ask them for food, right? And, and and when they go, they step into the area where the enemy was, right? If, if, I, can, if I can take a, a little bit of creative license, right, I would imagine, right, that one of them comes in, and they look around because they're expecting to see somebody, right? so... One calls out, (laughs) Anybody, anybody here? Right. Or, or, Or if one of them was saved, they would say grace and mercy and peace. Anybody, anybody around. Right. There's this moment where they that they go into the camp. They expect to see the enemy populating the area. And the Bible says the enemy had left. In the middle of the night, they, were, they, they, they had heard sounds and, and they became confused thinking that the enemies came to get them. So the Bible says they dropped everything right where it was and they fled for their lives. In other words, they left everything that they had behind. But here's the beauty of it. They left things right, right in the middle of the preparation, right in the middle of their living and in their doing. So, 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 so again, if, if, if you were to walk into a place, anyone like sci-fi movies? Or sci-fi television shows? No, I'm the only weird one. Okay, okay. Right. I, I want you to imagine for a moment, right, like a zombie apocalypse. I want you I want you to imagine that, that that all of a sudden people have just randomly disappeared, right, and, and and everything has kind of been left left back behind, right, while everyone has gone away. I want you to imagine cars that are in the middle of the street and the doors are just. Just open. I want you to imagine homes where where the heat is burning and no one is inside. I want you to imagine that that ovens have been going, preparing food for some time and and there's no one in there. This is what they're going into the enemy camp to see. Right. And so and so as they go, the Bible says they they go into one house and they and they look inside and they realize that someone had left the oven on cooking pot roast and macaroni and cheese. They step outside of one house, they go into another one, and they see that there's a pot of oxtail stewing on top of the stove. A nice little cornbread inside of the oven with the butter dripping on the side. Right, they're seeing, they're seeing that people left, left behind all of their belongings. They're going into walk-in closets and seeing gold watches. Balenciaga sneakers, they're like, Wow. How could they leave this stuff behind? And the Bible says, one by one, they go into each house, eating everything that they can, getting their fill. Remember, they're hungry. They were in the middle of a famine, right? And they were collecting all of the spoils that the enemy had left, had left behind, right? And, and, and as they're, they're eating, as they're, they're getting everything that they can, in a moment, they're eating their, their fried chicken. And one says, Bro, should we tell them what we found? Number two is like, I don't know, man. Y'all can figure that out amongst yourselves. Number three jumps in and says, I mean. And then number four comes, right, and finally says, No, man, we have to we have to go back. We have to tell them what we found. We have to tell them that everything that they've needed, everything that they were looking for, everything that they were suffering not to have has been provided for them. God has made a way, sent our enemies out, and and God has provided everything that they needed. And so the Bible says they go back, they go back to the place right where they were. And when they get to the wall, they send messages to the king. Telling him, listen, we found, we found spoils. There's an oxtail on the stove. Like we found all of the things that we, that that, that we've been looking for, that we've been needing all of this time. Tell the city, tell everybody, get your wife, get your kids, come, let's eat until we get full. And here's, here's what happens. The Bible says for a moment, the people stay right where they are. With all of this that's waiting for them on the outside, people decide, We're going to stay where we are. I want to pause for a moment to tell us some people in your life are going to stay right in the place where they are. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. There's some people in your life that do not understand. They don't have the capacity to see what God is doing in your life. They don't have the capacity to see where God wants to take you. They don't have the bandwidth to contain the imagination like you, to have the dreams that you have, to have the vision that you have. And here's what I'm saying. You're going to have to learn to let people stay right where they are. Look at someone, tell them, let them stay. Just let them, let them stay. Let them stay. Don't be offended by them. Don't get turned off to them. Just recognize God has given you something that everybody can't have and just, just let them stay. Look at someone say, let them stay. Let them stay. It's not for everyone. I want to break this down. This is for those of us, number one, who have become distracted by what is happening around us. You become distracted because of other people's stuff. You've allowed their things, their lives, their business to overshadow what God wants to do in your own life. Lord have mercy. Allowing their priorities to eclipse your own. Look at someone, tell them, just let them stay. Just let them stay. Just let them stay. Don't allow people to dictate your life goals. Don't allow individuals who don't have any intention, Lord have mercy, to go where you're trying to go to keep you from getting there. Let me break it down in a way we can understand. To all the young people in the room, don't let people allow you to fail in classes that they have no intention of passing. Don't allow people to get you in trouble when they have no worry about getting in trouble themselves. They don't care about their reputation. They don't care about their record. They don't care about what can go before them and perceive them on job interviews. Just let them stay. Look at someone say, let them stay. Let them stay. Let them say. Let them say. Don't, don't, don't fail in these areas. Listen, because you've got books to write. You've got surgeries to perform. Yeah. You've got court cases to win. Come on. You've got sermons to preach. You've got music to record. You've got places to go. And you're going to have to learn to just let people stay right there. Tell them, listen, listen, we can we can have a good time. We can go out. Right. But 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 allow me first to study. I'm going to get this a real quick and then we can go get Chinese food. But, but, but allow people, allow people who can only stay in a certain place to stay right where they are. But you don't get stuck in a place where God never called you, called you to be. It's also, it's also secondly, right, for, for those of us who have been holding up our lives and our progress, our growth and development, all because we are waiting on other people. Waiting for him to Propose. Waiting for someone else to get it together, waiting for them to believe in you, waiting for them to support your dream, waiting for them to understand the vision that God has laid on your heart and put put in your spirit. Right. Right. For 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 those of us who have people in the house that don't want to move. For those of us, Lord have mercy, who, 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 who know what it's like to be in a job or be in a place where you have vision to move it forward, but they're like, uh, no, I don't think so. We're good. Let's just, no, 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 that's not, that's not for us. Lord, have mercy. Right. Here's here's my prayer that the Lord would free you from the guilt, from the pressure of taking care of someone else's vision at the expense of your own. For paying someone else's bills while you go into debt, for caring for someone else's life while yours seems to blow out of control. Listen, here's the moment and here's the place where we have to say we got to just let them stay. Look at someone say, let them stay there. Let them stay there, let them stay there. you, you, you cannot feel guilty for cutting people off who are keeping you and tying you to the ground when you are supposed to soar and fly. Look at someone one more time, tell them let them stay. let them stay. let them stay and here's, here's what happens they, they stay in the place because the king is paranoid. he's so paranoid. Bible says right that he, he he's like. There's no way that this can happen. Even if you read the story and you look at some, some of the context around it, one of the messengers, right, when, when Elisha had prophesied and said, listen, tomorrow prices are about to drop in the city. And you're going to be able to buy up bread and buy up the head of a donkey. You're going to be able to purchase food and purchase supplies, and it's going to blow your mind how much it costs. And here's what the messenger replied to the prophet. He said, even if God opens up the windows of heaven, that would never happen. I want you to see the faithlessness of of this city, of these people right in this moment. The Bible says the king was so paranoid. He was like, there's no way in the world that that can happen. Here's here's what he thought. He said, you know what? I bet I bet the Arameans are hiding. I bet they set up a trap for us. They want us to go in there. They want us to have our fill. They want us to get comfortable. And then they're going to swarm in. They're going to swarm in and kill us. Right? He was so, so paranoid that, 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 that he almost allowed an entire nation to die because he could not catch the vision, Lord have mercy, of four lepers. I want you to catch this. I want you to catch this because I believe this, that sometimes, sometimes in our lives, we have to be challenged beyond those who don't have the faith to back, Lord have mercy, what it is that God has called us to do. We have to learn, Lord Jesus, to grow, grow to a place right where, 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 where we can step past the disbelief of others who we have been connected to. I'm talking to someone in this room who knows what it's like to have someone rain on your parade, to tell you your dream is too big, to tell you your vision is too wide. To tell you that what you are believing God for is nonsense and ridiculous. I'm talking to those of us who have ever heard someone say, use wisdom. Be careful. Everything is not for you, baby. I'm talking to those of us in this room who knows what it's like to rehearse the words inside of our mind that God will not do the miraculous. That God will not do the impossible. And even if he did what he thought was impossible, it would not be enough to give you, Lord have mercy, what you need. Here's what I'm trying to challenge us in this room is that sometimes people say this, Lord have mercy, because they don't have the ability to catch what God is trying to do for a nation of people. And here's what I'm saying to a remnant inside of this room, that you have caught vision, that you are in a space, that you are in a place, Lord have mercy, where there's a lot of change happening around you. You are in a neighborhood that has been caught in the midst of gentrification. I want you to catch this very, understand very practically what's taking place uh, around you and understand this, that God has given vision in this house. And in this place, and my encouragement, Lord, have mercy, is that you would believe that you would carry the vision that God has given to your leader. Thank you, Jesus. Even if it doesn't seem like it makes sense. Even if it seems like it's out of pocket. Even if it seems like it's too big. Because if God could raise up four lepers... Because he wanted to change the trajectory of an entire. Nation, We've got to learn to step into places in our lives where God can do things that we've never expected. In other words, I'm saying get ready for God to do miraculous things. I don't believe that it came out of of the prophet's mouth by accident, out of the prophet's mouth by accident, out of the prophet's mouth by accident, that God is about to rain down signs, wonders, and miracles in our life. I believe, I believe that we are getting ready to see things that we have never seen seen before you wonder why you struggle with this generation and you struggle with young people who don't seem to get it but it's because God wants to do something miraculous that we have never seen before and this is the challenge you're going to have to own things that other people want to throw away you're going to have to hold on to words that other people want to let go of. You're going to have to learn to believe in the face of parents who will tell you that that won't happen, but to claim it, Lord, have mercy in Jesus' name. Got to own this, that God wants us to move beyond our expectation where we have grown comfortable thinking that what we have It's good enough. We'll stay. We'll rock out well. It's time to level up. Look at someone say, it's time to level up. It's time to level up. up. Look at someone else tell them, say, it's time to level up. Come on, really talk to the last person. Really prophesy to them. Tell them it's time for you to level to level up, to, 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 to level up. You, you've got to learn to see yourself in a place that you've never seen yourself. You've got to see yourself in a job that you've never had. You've got to see yourself creating positions that have never been thought of before. But because God has bred inside of the hearts of man, Lord have mercy, vision that other people cannot catch. This is what the prophet said, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Nor has it entered into the heart of man The things that God is getting ready to do This is why even when he prophesied through Joel He said behold in the last days I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh Watch this Your sons, your daughters They're going to prophesy They're going to they're speak it into existence They're going to say a thing And you're going to see a thing He says, your old men Lord have mercy They're going to have vision But your young men are going to dream Dream dreams He says listen we're going to step into something we have never witnessed. And he says we have to expand our capacity, our expectation, our ability to catch what God desires to do in our lives. Listen, you've got to make up in your mind, this is my season to come into everything that God has promised me. This is my season to claim and to have everything that has been hovering over my head. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. This is a moment for us, like the lepers, to expand our capacity, to envision, to envision the blessings of the Lord and to also also see it come to pass. I'm talking to people who've been dreaming too little, talking to people in this room who have been seeing things at such a small capacity. And you've been praying lazily. You've been praying lazily. You've been praying the same prayers. Lord have mercy. And you've not been seeing things because that's not what God wants you to have. But he's saying I want to stretch your capacity to see you. To see your family. To see your church. To see your community. To see the city in another Way to look at a generation of rebels and see revival. To look at people who have been written off by society and say God is going to raise them up and use them. To be able to walk into places that have been declared dead. To see life. To envision new things. Let's stand to our feet. This is why Paul writes, and he says, Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we could ever ask or think or imagine. Now unto him who was able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think or imagine. He's saying if you can ask it, it's too small. If you can think it, it's too small. If you can can capture it and wrap your mind around it, perhaps that's not the thing that God wants you to have. He wants to blow your mind. He wants to blow your mind. Listen, I want to open the altar really quickly for anyone in the room who says, I believe that I have been the one Holding me back from seeing what God really wants to do in my life. If you're here and you're saying, I really want to level up. I want to level up in my faith. I want to level up in my focus. I want to level up in my attitude. I want to level up in how how I've been living my life. Listen, join me really quickly here at the front. We're saying, I want to step outside of the limitations that I placed on myself. You heard someone speak over you and you accepted it. You heard words that someone declare over your family, and somewhere in the back of your mind, it's stuck. You've been trying to work out of this faithlessness. You've been trying to work out of this place. I want to I wanna invite you. I want to invite you. I just want to pray together. I want to pray together that God would challenge our minds, challenge our expectation, would stretch our faith to another level, to believe That God can do more than we have been imagining. That God can do greater things than what we have allowed our plates to become full of. If you're here, if you're here, come join me. Let's pray together. I believe this. I believe this. That the same anointing that rested on your archbishop hovers over this next generation. That the same vision God gave to a man to come into a place that people were throwing away and to be able to pour into it until it thrived again hovers over this generation. If you can catch that God wants to bring you into wealth and riches that are beyond your wildest imagination. That God wants to bless you outside of the cup that you have placed in front of him. That God is pushing back your expectation because he's saying, I need you to bring me something larger. I need you to bring me something bigger so that I can fill you with what I really have for you. Let's lift our hands to the Father. when everyone in this room Take a moment and open up your mouth to ask the Lord, stretch my faith. Stretch my faith. Take me beyond where I have been. Help me to see something that I've never seen before. Even as, even as the father prayed when he brought his son to Jesus, God, I believe, but help my unbelief. I come to church, but I feel like I'm stuck. I do the things that people should do who call themselves Christians, but Father, I want more, I want more, I want, I want more. I want more than what other people have been telling me I could have. I want what you say that I can have. Come on, really open up your mouth and ask him, Lord, Lord, increase my capacity. Help me to rise to another level. Help me to get to the place where I can actually receive what you desire to manifest in my life. Come on, take a few moments. Fill the room, fill the room. Fill the room with your own prayer, with your own words. Father, I wanna go, I wanna go past where other people have expected me to go. God, I wanna rise above. Thank you, Jesus. The generational curses in my family come on come on get specific with it get specific with it father I desire to break cycles in my family Lord I don't want my mother to keep praying for the same thing over me come on but father tonight we declare that we break cycles in Jesus name that we destroy generational curses in Jesus name that we decree and declare that we will not be a generation that wrestles with addiction, that we will not be a generation that wrestles with alcoholism, that we will not be a generation that stumbles over lust and greed. But Father, we will walk in your promise. We will walk in your promise. We will be blessed where we go. We will be blessed when we come. We will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. We will lay our hands to dreams and they will prosper. We will put pen to paper, and
1: we will watch it fly and come to pass. Father,
0: let it be so. 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 so. I need some intercessors in this room to open up your mouth and decree with your own authority. Father, let it be so. Let it be so in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let it be so in my life and in my health. Let it be so in my mind and in my heart. Let it be so. Father, we decree and declare we are a generation that will seek the Lord. We decree and declare you are putting a passion in us that we cannot deny. We decree and declare rising above our father's mistakes we are rising above our father's mistakes father we thank you lord jesus we're not suffering with what our grandparents suffered with lord
1: father we thank you lord jesus hallelujah hallelujah we thank you, Lord Jesus. Every bind,
0: Every bind is broken. Every bind is broken. Every bind is broken. We lose the mind to
1: think. We lose the mind to dream. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
0: that they have wrote about our children, saying that they won't read, saying that they won't graduate, saying that they won't have success. Father, we decree and declare that they're called beyond God, that they are rising above it in the name of Jesus. In the name of
1: Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. I decree fresh vision. I decree fresh wisdom I decree new knowledge is pouring out in this room in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus thank you Lord thank you Jesus thank you Lord
0: Father, we thank you that you are reversing curses, that you are reversing diagnoses. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that sickness and disease will not be a legacy in this church and amongst this generation. Father, we break even right now the hold of medication that has been prematurely prescribed. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that we are rising above the limits that the enemy has tried to place on us. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that you will continue to water the vision. Pray that you will continue to bless the leaders. We seal it in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you right now for keeping our children against dangers unseen. We thank you right now. Father, that bullets that have been assigned to them. Father, you are diverting and sending another way. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that cars that would have hit, ha, the curb, targeting them at a young age. We thank you, Jesus, for covering them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I need some people to take a few moments. Thank God for what God is guarding our generation from. Thank God for what he is not allowing to be so. Thank God for funeral dates being reversed thank God for allowing people to come out of the hospital early Father we thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus Father we thank you for it in Jesus name we believe it is so Everyone who believes it, take a moment, open up your mouth and let your praise and worship reflect what you believe God to do. Come on, open up your mouth and claim it. Claim that it is so. Echo it in this place. We believe it and we say amen. We believe it and we say it is so. We believe it and we say amen. We believe it and we say it is so. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody, let's worship the Lord in this place. Somebody, give God your best praise. Somebody, worship. Somebody, open your mouth and tell the enemy, "I'm not staying where I was." Hocus. Somebody declared to the enemy, yeah, I was, but I
1: won't be. Yes, sir. That's it. Uh, somebody declared to the enemy, yeah, I know what I struggle with, but I'm coming out. I'm leveling up. I'm leveling up! I'm leveling up! I'm I'm getting better now! Somebody Hey, oh I'm getting better now. <laughs> somebody put your hand on yourself and just declare I'm getting better now
0: I speak breakthrough I speak breakthrough I speak deliverance
1: oh shit I speak change mindset I I speak change of circle oh I'm
0: getting better now and what the going to kill me. God's using it to make me better.
1: What the enemy thought was going to destroy me, the enemy thought that he would kill me. Thought that he would take my mind by what I went through. But I'm declaring I'm better now. Level up. Level up, shit. Oh shit, the I said. We gotta go, but I I declare I gonna, I still level up. Oh shit.
0: I'm getting better now. There may be a soul here today, somebody who does not know Jesus. Hey,
1: not, 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 chill. I got you,
0: Do me a favor right quick. Everybody just take one step out of where you are. You just declare that you won't be where you were last year.
1: You just walked out of what was waiting for you. <laughs> you just walked out of every heart. <laughs> you just walked. Somebody change your position. Hey, coach! Hey, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I see a turnaround. I see a breaking. I see a breaking to go but that next year so
0: that last yeah not this generation we will be free in the Lord if there be not one let's put our hands together all over this place oh god yes yes hey, god. shut up I see you have to say excuse me i just thought about something i i i know how bad the enemy tried to attack my mind last year and 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 i'm still here and and i still worship and i, I
1: still praise god i i have a lot to be grateful for
2: Okay, oh, hey, okay we gotta go we gotta
1: got to go.
0: Is there anybody glad that you didn't die in what you've been in? Can I just serve notice to you? There's some people who went through what you went through and didn't make it out. Let's get out of here. Somebody give God a
1: 10 second press.
0: I'm still in my right mouth good God he's a good God we're gonna do this right quick we have two guests in the house they're gonna come and just give remarks we're gonna start out pastor Powell and then pastor Solomon is gonna close us out and dismiss us in that order Please come, Pastor. Amen, you can stay on your feet. I just want you to do me a favor. I want you to reach the person to the left or the right of you and tell them, say, neighbor, you got the wrong person. Let that hand go and find somebody else. They didn't say it right. I said, grab somebody to the left of you or to the right of you that looks like they have power. looks like they have the Holy Ghost and looks like they survived the worst season of their life. Grab him and tell him to say, neighbor, this shall be the year that I'm going to accomplish
1: everything that God said I could have. This shall be the year
0: that I'm going to conquer everything that try to destroy me. This shall be the year that I shall live and declare the work of the
1: Lord. If you believe it, can you loose that hand and give God a worthy praise in this room tonight? And if you can't dance, just start waving your hand. Start do something. Look at somebody and say, it's the year of movement. Come on, find somebody in this room and tell them it's the year of movement. If they didn't move, they're not ready. Find somebody else that's gonna move. Look at them and tell them it's the year of movement. He's moving you from glory to glory, from better to greater.
2: Hallelujah. Clap your hands and give God a praise right there. Hallelujah. Amen. Pastor Eddie brought such a wonderful and on-time specific word, and we thank God for that word. Um, I'm not going to shout y'all, I just, I came to support Pastor Email Washington, who is doing an excellent, 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 excellent job. So I want to say this really quickly, um, we've, we've danced, we did all of that great stuff, um, I want us to hear something really quickly, I want us to hear something really quickly. Whatever you do in this year, I want you to understand something: that this is a year to give God everything. Um, when Pastor email called me this morning and asked me to come, um, there was no hesitant in my spirit or anything. And the one thing that he said is, we wanted to kill all speculations pertaining anything pertaining myself and him and pilgrim church at large. I am a son of this house, will always be a son of this house. I don't care how far I go. Um, Someone called me, a pastor called me the other day and said, I got a question to ask you and I want to hear your counsel on it. And they said to me, they said, I'm at a church but I'm just feeling led to go back home. What should I do? And I said to the individual, I said, Whenever you feel a pull or go back home, always answer to the pull. Because home is the place of safety. Um, It's like a child. Any child that ever leaves home and something goes wrong, it doesn't matter how old we get, we know that if there's any place we can find safety, safety is always at home. And I want to say this, that with everything that's going on, this is home and this is my safe place. Pastor Deborah Crow, I love you with all of my heart. I love Pastor Email. I love Fresh Fire. You know what? It's 2019. You know, sometimes you got to go back and you got to fix some errors. Yeah. Yeah. And some people are not big enough to fix errors. Yeah. And I want to say publicly, if I've ever offended any of you when I left or if you felt like he didn't give no answer, he just left or he just, he vanished, I came back tonight past the email to say, I'd apologize. I come to apologize to this house if you felt as if I just vanished or I just left. And I want to publicly apologize to my pastor and to my mother in the gospel, pastor Deborah Chrome. If Bishop was still here, I would apologize to him. And I, I remember pastor said something to me. I said, was Bishop hurt? She said, when you left, he was hurt that you left. And I wish I had the opportunity to say, pop, I apologize. I don't care about titles and all that kind of stuff. After a while, you start growing up and start realizing none of that stuff really matters. None of it matters. I don't care what door of God has opened. I don't care where I've preached. I only am who I am today because of this house. Um, people tell me everywhere I go, you sound like Bishop Brown. You preach like Bishop Brown. And let me tell you something. If I never came through this house, I don't believe I'll be the individual that I am today. I want to say thank you to Pastor Email for continuing with the vision. And I'm, I'm, I'm big enough to say when I left, he had no blueprint. He kept calling me and saying, what am I going to do? And I said, just go, bro, just go. And he really had no clue on what to do. He would say, I don't know what to do. I was following you but it's obvious that God had a bigger plan. And I thank God that this young man has answered to the call of God on his life and that he is doing a wonderful job at it. Fresh fire, keep going. You guys are doing an amazing job. I sat there tonight and I heard heard the worship team and I remember when we were struggling with the worship team. I remember Pastor used to say, "Uh-uh, no." They struggled. John Powell, you was here for that, and all of y'all remember that. We struggled. We were ready to sing on Sundays, and Pastor Deborah said, uh uh-uh, no, no. We struggled trying to get the voices together and trying to do this. And, Trying to do that, and we can literally say, Can I say this prophetically? There's going to be an album released from this house. This worship ministry is going to release songs of the Lord. You guys don't just sound amazing, but you can tell the oil is there now, and that is the difference. I remember Papa used to say, I don't care how great you are, if you ain't got no oil, you ain't got nothing. And people say that Pilgrim is a strict house, but one thing we can literally say is that the anointing dwells in this place. And one thing about this house, if we never went after anything else, we were taught to go after the anointing. Can we lift our hands? Father, thank you for the authentic anointing. I give that this is not a house that plays, church. I give that these are not a people that play with your name. Father, thank you for the good and the bad. Six years, Jesus. We started out and we were unsure what was going to happen. I remember we started out, God, and myself, the email used to say, any given moment is going to stop. We were waiting for them to tell us to sit down and cut it off. But God, you held fresh fire together. Obvious it was your hand, and this was in your will. Father, touch Pastor Emil Washington, touch his wife, touch the staff that works alongside him. God, continue to bless the Pilgrim Church, Pastor Deborah Crow, and everyone that is here continue to live with the legacy and continue to allow the legacy to live. Father, we thank you for what was done tonight. We thank you for all that you're doing in the midst of us and what's planned to happen in front of us. We open up our mouths for these last 60 seconds and we give your name glory. Come on. We lift our voices with the fruit of our lips. We open up our mouths, come on, let's do it. If we're going to leave, let's leave on this note. Come on. We open up our mouths, God, man, woman, boy, girl. We open up our mouth, God, and we give you what
1: we give no one else, God. We give you true worship, Jesus, with our lips. Father, we don't ask you for nothing else at this point, but we open up our mouth, God, and we worship you for your King of Kings and your Lord of Lords, and there is no God beside you. You sit on the throne, and you will forever Your name is great. Your name is awesome. Your name is omnipotent and your name is powerful. Father, as we're leaving out of this space, tonight God, we leave with giving you glory. If we don't do anything else, we open up our mouth. If we don't do anything else, we open up our hearts. We open up our minds and we yield to your presence. We bend our backs before we leave here we open up our spirit to you. We say, Rain, Jesus, Rain, King of Zion, judas Lion. Rain, 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 God. Continue to get the glory. We will continue to give you the glory. We will continue to give you the glory. We will continue to give you the glory with our hands up and our mouths open, God. We shout yes to your will and yes to your way who are we that you are mindful of us so father right now as we're leaving out of your place we declare and we decree a greater level of glory a greater level of manifestation a greater level of power father right now we yield to your will your will is perfect there's no errors in your will no mistakes in your will. Come on, we're going home. But I need you to open up yourself and tell God yes tonight. yes, 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 God. Yes, 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 Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm not asking you for anything, but my spirit says yes. My mind says yes. Our heart says yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. For the remaining of our days. For the remaining of our years. Yes, God. Come on. Yes, God. Come on. Don't play with it. Come on. We go at home. But I need you to open up your mouth. I need you to give God a yes. Yes, God. Yes, God. Get the glory out of my life. Get the glory out of this house. Get the glory out of your people. All of the speculations, you still get the glory. All of the rumors, you still get the glory. All of the lies, all of the schemes, you still get the glory. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Come on, we got about another 35 seconds. Yes, 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 yes. Tell them yes until you feel a breaking in your spirit tell him yes until your heart feels it tell him yes yes lord. yes lord yes lord yes lord yes lord yes lord we submit we surrender we yield but i know we gotta go home but i need you to leave out of here tonight give me god a yes my mind said yes my body said yes yes lord I made a vow and I'm determined not to take it back. Yes! Yes! Come on, pilgrim! Yes! Come on, pilgrim! Yes! Yes, 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 yes. Some of y'all came to this service. You sit in this service and you don't realize God brought you all the way here for this moment, for this very moment. Open up your mouth and tell God, yes, 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 God. I'm afraid, but yes. It's bigger than me, but yes. I don't know how to do it, but yes. I don't see how it's going to get done, but yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We will remain a people that will continue to give you a yes from the bottom of our hearts to the depths of our soul. And we praise you now in Jesus' name.